0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. Solly here. Good to be back. Appreciated the weekend off from the guys. They did a tremendous job covering the PGA Championship, but I am thrilled to be back. I'm down here in Fort Worth covering the Charles Schwab Challenge. Came down and did an interview with Joel Damon and Gino Benelli. I've been wanting to get the two of these guys together well before they became Netflix stars, but I was pleasantly surprised to see that they, uh, they had not gotten too big for us and they were willing to come on, tell some stories. The main reason I wanted to have them on is that you guys need to hear this Gino Benelli story about a world record that he set. Uh, they told us the story when we were out at Pebble. Uh, we go into all that detail. It's incredible. We spend most of the podcast talking about it because it really is that good of a story. I want to give a shout out to our friends at Schwab. Uh, We've been partners with them for a long time now. They've done some incredible things in the game of golf. They've helped elevate our content in a lot of ways that people probably wouldn't know just by listening or just by watching. But they've been a great supporter of us. They've they've done some great things with their Challenger Series. Um, And as an official investment firm of the PGA Tour, it's obvious Schwab has both a passion for golf and investing and now through October 31st, when you make a qualifying net deposit of cash or securities into a Schwab taxable brokerage account, you can get up to six rounds of golf at top courses, a Titleist TSR driver, and a dozen Pro V1 golf balls. You can tee off at over 100 participating golf courses nationwide, including some of our favorites, Bandon Dunes, Sand Valley, Gearheart, Coeur and TPC Sawgrass. And you can find out more details about Schwab's golf promotion and terms and conditions at schwabgolf.com. Again, that's schwabgolf.com. Tune in this week to the Charles Schwab Challenge. This is a really strong field this week. Coming off a major, I would not have thought we'd have as many uh, big names in the field as we do, and the big names almost always show out at Colonial. They speak really, really, really highly of this tournament, uh, which has helped elevate it in my mind, and I hope it uh, shines through uh, in our content. Thanks again to Schwab, and thanks to Joel and Gino, and here they are. All right, it's Schwab week. Take me to your week, Gino. I want to know your setup this week. I'm, we're here in the house you're staying in. Netflix has been very good to you guys, if I may say. What what work do you do? <laughs> <laughs> what work do you do uh, before the peg goes in the ground Thursday? Golf course you've seen before, but what, what's your week like to start the week?
2: Uh, this week specifically, or in general? This week. We'll, we'll go this week. Uh, this week was a little bit of a, a different one. Instead of traveling to my final destination, which would have been here in Fort Worth on Monday, I went out and played Oak Hill instead.
0: Let's start with there then. Let's go with that. PGA Tour did you a little dirty by posting your 85. Yeah, uh, (laughs) they
2: they certainly did. I obviously didn't play my my best, but I didn't hit it that Mm. bad, either. Those back tees Mm. out there, and the fairways were just firm enough that a ball didn't want to stay in them. And I drove it okay, and I just felt like it kept going one step into the rough out of the first cut. And then from there, it's just grab a wedge and hack it down as far as you can and try to get up and down for par which obviously I didn't do ever you're,
0: you're shaking your head Joel is that the, the difficulty of Oak Hill that you're shaking your head at
1: yeah I feel like uh I didn't play that bad uh myself and then I was just like the same thing like I feel like I don't know what my favorite percentage was but it wasn't very high but I feel like if I played another tour event I would be back to my seventy ish percent or 65 plus percent And I felt like I still drove it okay, and it wasn't like they were super narrow. It wasn't like they were ridiculous. They were just firm, so the ball was just bounding into the rough, and once you're in the rough, you are laying up, and then you're not getting that one up and down either.
0: I struggled a little bit with Oak Hill setup in that, man, it really identified the people playing the best. It felt like, yet at the same time, I, I watched a lot of what you just referred to of, like some pretty good tee shots getting the same punishment as really bad tee shots, sometimes worse than really bad tee shots, and... Uh, that was just my overall reaction. It sounds like you're on the same.
1: Yeah, level. I think uh, when you have fairways that are that firm, you have to have graduated rough. Because uh, yeah. everyone's it doesn't reward a guy who naturally hits it that straight. And that's a whole argument we've had since like Wingfoot, I think, basically. Yeah. Um, if no one's going to hit fairways. But at that point, if you're one of the bombers and you're just wailing away at it and you go in the people... It's great because then you can advance it on the green. I think I only hit it across the ropes one time, maybe twice. And both times yeah. I got it around the green. I hit a hybrid on the green on, on the sixth hmm. hole one time. I'm like, this is a great deal. I don't hit it far enough to hit it and the people or crooked enough. So uh, I think it should be just really graduated rough on those type of things. Like if your ball lands in the fairway and is rolling, it should be a spot where you can advance it at least close to the green and not just pitching out to 100 yards.
0: You, you were we, we, We've all chided you a little bit for the uh, I can't win. Am I good enough to win a major? No, not even close thing. And I think a lot of people have probably been in your ear to say, like, you are good enough, you are good enough. And I finally backed you down at Pebble enough to be like, the situation's got to be right. Like, you at least admitted, like, hey, if the situation's right, like, maybe I could. I don't think the situation was right at Oak Hill for you. No,
1: it felt like it kind of was right because everyone's talking about the length of it as a par 70 and 7,300 plus or whatever. But as soon as the balls are bounding in the fairway, like, length doesn't matter anymore out yeah. there. No one's getting to the par fives. So that's, you know, uh, and 14, I could drive it far enough to, to to get up in a front bunker. So that didn't really matter. So I've had sneaky confidence going in and the game was, I think is trending, uh, feels like it's trending. And then I hit plenty of good shots. It just ended up in bad spots. And I was like, hmm, maybe it's not my week.
0: Because hmm. you were you quote tweeted when i said that uh the, the first quote i got was like yeah it's great if you bomb at 320 and you i felt like you were kind of like man why am i even showing up at this i was
1: flying across the country uh i was on my plane true or false like,
2: i don't know the answer to this did you have a flight booked home on friday oh er, yeah early in the week of course you made a comment and i was like i don't know if he's serious like he's actually uh, has a but friday then flight.
1: so i had it friday but then the tea times came out so i bumped it to saturday morning and then i because <laughs> i shot four over on thursday i'm like well this is perfect i can go back home and have a weekend at home uh it played great on friday i did i well got off to a nice start of three in a row and from there you just hang on for dear life but uh, i do feel like my game's coming around but oakville like especially saturday it's raining all of a sudden my ball's going nowhere and i'm in the rough so good luck
0: It was, uh, I did, I ran into you in the parking lot. Netflix cameras following you, of course, from the moment you arrive on site. Cannot
1: get away right now. Uh, From
0: the moment you arrive on site. But as soon as I said, like, oh, the fairways are running. You're like, oh, okay. You got, you perked up as soon as I told you the fairways were running. I can play out here.
1: Exactly. Anytime it's firm and fast, I have a chance. Um, Joe hits this little flat BB of a driver
2: that runs, goes about 70 yards on the ground. And when it can actually roll somewhere he can compete
0: which is pretty so. amazing for may in that climate right that it was i it was
1: that was what i was stunned i was stunned by how firm and fast it was um yeah i just assumed it was going to be kind of a sloppy wet mess like it was on saturday but even sunday like it drained so well it played really fair obviously i think we had the lowest scoring day on sunday out there but overall i think it was a good test of golf um it did turn into more of a bombers thing than i anticipated but um, if you played properly you could still you could still hang in there a bit. Yeah, the block is hot.
0: I mean he wasn't bombing it out there and one
1: fifty five he... <laughs> to one sixty ball speed. Like that's uh that's awesome. I hope I hope Colonial this week plays fast for him so he can kinda hang out, which I th- well, we just had rain, I think. but
0: um, It's a little soft out there right now, but it's also not the same demand on, mm, on distance out here at this That's place. But thoughtful. What would you have set the over-under from for Gino? What do you play off of, Gino? What's your handicap? Zero, zero. Zero point zero. He's a zero. true zero, zero. Dead um, scratch. So you got to do the whole, what would a scratch shoot at, mm-hmm. at a major championship set up on Monday? That's what he played. What would you have set the over-under at? We know he shot 85, but what would you have set it at?
1: We publicly set the over-under at 84 and a half. Oh, my God. There was a tweet out there. uh it was. That I, so it was something that we, my, my coach, Rob Rochelle was there with us that week and he's very good. He loves gambling. And then it's actually a lot that went into this was Nick Kakonis who owns the Alinea group uh, in Chicago, um, three-star Mil- Michelin restaurant there, but he was going to fly in. We had this all set up. I was going to play block was going to play on Monday on, Mo- yeah, on Monday. So it was, you be know, foursome. some is gonna be recorded. It was gonna be incredible stuff. And then, um, some other stuff kind of got in the way of that. So Gina went back to playing solo, but, uh, I think between all of us, we kind of decided it was in that 84 range, and I think if he plays it again, he definitely breaks 84-and-a-half. 84, 84 yeah, I think but so.
2: I, I played – I hit it solid. I made some mistakes, and there's things I would have, could have, should have done differently. Um, missed some short ones. I had a par putt early, and I was just, like, so nervous to make a par. I left, like, a four-footer <laughs> on the front lip. I'm like, what are you
1: doing? Hit the ball. It sounds like if he would have played his home track, he would have – Shot about 72, 34, yeah, and that was, that was, a, which is what a scratch shoots. It felt exactly
2: like an even par round in my home course.
0: Well, and it's not like you're getting a ton of reps in the week of, you know, you're caddying right. the week before it and, and you're not I, getting I, I haven't in. played in a couple. I mean, there's I can make a million excuses. excuses yeah, I right? can make <laughs> excuses like the best. <laughs> right. Like that yeah. is, I'm a scratch at making excuses. That's for sure. So sure. I'd, I'd,
2: I feel like even if I, I'd been playing and went out and played well, maybe like 78 would have been really, really good.
1: I would, I've would. i seen Gino play well enough to, to do that for sure. And I think for all those people out there who are like, oh, he's not a real scratch. He, Gino is a legit real scratch. He shoots under par all the time at home. Uh, I mean, before he's catting he shot 61 at the home course we grew up on. So, like, he's a legit golfer. Uh, so all those people who says, he's like, oh, he's not a real zero. Well, he is. And he will beat your brains into if you teed up with him.
2: <laughs> yeah, at home when you or step out of the fairway, you hit it on the green right. and have a birdie putt.
0: That people don't understand the difference. I mean, maybe they do. The difference in a tour setup is just so totally different. And that this one seemed like. It was maxed out, pushed to the extremes. Without being ridiculous, like they used the smallest amount of square footage they could have on these greens with some of these pins. I mean, yeah. some of the more three yes. and threes that I've ever seen I, at a major. Ditto. I mean, you guys have seen a lot more than I have, but man. I was looking was... at that
2: pin sheet on Sunday. I'm like, three off the front, three off the left. and I mean, every felt that. And over anyway.
1: and over again. And it, But it's one of those, if you had a proper shot to 12, 15 feet. Uh, cause you have shorter clubs and if you're hitting the fairway, so you can do that. And you like, you know, I mean, I think yeah. guys are making five, six, seven birdies out there. So it wasn't like you couldn't get to them, but I mean, I remember what Rory's shot on two, like he's chasing down, he stuffs it on one. He has a simplest wedge shot on two and he misses it. And all, I mean, that's auto bogey where, where he's hitting it there. Yeah. Um, and you, it's that kind of golf course.
0: And is it fair to say like the difference in a major championship versus normal PGA tour week is like you miss that wedge shot you're making bogey. And yep. Usually if you miss that wedge shot on the PJ Tour like you you can make par. You're not guaranteed sure. to make par, but that's just where the difference usually comes if for me watching is like okay, if you miss on in major championship setups you're you're going to pay for it.
1: Especially on the shorter holes like you said, you know, if you had a good wedge shot you can make birdie but um yeah, I would totally say especially this week it's soft enough typically around the greens you can kind of get anything up and down really. It is uh, – I don't
0: know. Again, you can take this for whatever you want as listeners. We are sponsored by Schwab. But I'm amazed when guys turn up this week after a major championship. We've been here the last several years after a major championship and how jacked up guys are to play this tournament. Max called it one of his favorite stops on tour, yep. maybe his favorite stop on tour. Why is that? Why, why does this event stick out?
1: I don't know, but I feel the same way. That's yeah. actually – it's a good point. <laughs> like, we have Memorial next week, which is, you know, Jack's event. It's a great golf course. It's elevated this year. We have the U.S. Open coming up. Traveler's still elevated there's something about colonial and I don't know if it's a membership uh the history of it but something because of the event I haven't really put a finger on it but I love it here um I think the town of Fort Worth is underrated really too it's a great spot there's no real traffic you don't feel like you're in you know Dallas you feel like you're in a city in Fort Worth you feel like you're in kind of a nice little suburb really um the golf course anyone can play which I think is great you don't have to be a bomber here um although you can just start hitting it. I think people are just hitting over every bunker now which is kind of interesting but there's just a the whole vibe. I think the it's a very community. Uh, you know, you have a ton of fans out. People are out. They're all nice. Yeah, I think of course it's good for me.
2: I there's a lot of external stuff here uh, outside the golf is what is appealing to me. In fact, I brought the family. I my parents are flying in today. Uh, they're always asking what tournament should we come to and. I was like Fort Worth is awesome. It's cozy. Yeah. It's not
0: stressful. Like we, uh, it's correct. the right
2: size yep. s- town for a golf event, right?
0: Yeah. The bigger the city, it doesn't necessarily
1: make it more. It, it gets lost, and yeah. I think the golf tournament will get lost in the in the bigger of a city. So yeah. you have these smaller ones that really stand out. I think travelers in, in Hartford as well is a great one that you know people look forward to. That, that is a spot on the calendar every summer that everyone's going to come out for. And I think this is kind of the same spot.
0: I just expected p- to see people out there yesterday moping around and tired. And no, everyone's it's
1: it's it's good. Everyone's in a good mood. They really take care of us this week. Um, food's great. I mean, the the clubhouse is really fun. Um, the members are all really into it. The hospitality it, yeah. is.
2: I've had so many people from this area. I get a lot of social media messages. Hey, do you need a place to stay because of my reputation of being yeah. cheap? <laughs> uh, I've got a lot of offers to stay places around here. So. Everybody's just very kind and generous. If we could
1: take a moment to appreciate Gino's caddy digs, this week yeah, is uh, special. They're as you, very was,
2: nice. Yes,
0: yeah, I, I, uh, I, I had to text. I pulled up outside the house and I was like, hey, "Is this really the right house? Because <laughs> I don't want to like walk up to somebody's." It's one house of those here. ones
2: you look up on Zillow. Yeah, when you get there. Like, it's
1: uh, yeah. The the Goldman family uh, has been great to us the last couple of years, and Gino found a spot.
2: My uh, wife and son are also here this weekend. Hudson, my son, turns ten tomorrow, and he's like, "Dad, we're staying in a mansion for my birthday." Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, buddy, this, we is, are. this is how I live <laughs> on the road. This is like, what
0: what is post Netflix life like for both of you? I mean, you guys both put your lives on display for in front of millions and uh, way outside the normal golf circulation. And what, what's kind of what's been the overall reaction? Let's start with you, Gino.
2: It's weird walking into a place or going somewhere and you see people. look at you you. (laughs) and then they'll lean over and like keep looking at you and maybe whisper to your friend and i'm like gosh i know that maybe he doesn't know who i am but maybe i look familiar and a lot of airport selfies um that kind of thing and just well aside from that too on the golf course joel is the most popular guy out there i feel like because he's such an everyday guy and people love his personality his demeanor and just how he approaches everything and that has made him so many fans and even eight o'clock in the morning when we're in 70th place on the first tee he got quite the ovation hmm. that's you know, awesome it's pretty neat
1: yeah it's I it's hard to explain I went I mean I've, I've kind of I've said I feel like Ricky Fowler because uh, everyone just yells his name at all times everywhere he goes and I'm like it's happening to me but the good part is it's all been positive it's been very positive um people are like really rooting me on they're like believe in yourself Joel you can do this I'm like yeah okay that was an edit guys (laughs) like uh so uh it's just it's been really fun it's the opportunities have been um huge far and wide uh that part's been great but uh there's a large demand on my time as well um I also have a kid who's four months old so that's a time consuming thing and just balancing it all is very different uh and I'm working on that but I just think overall it's been a it's been surreal I, I we could have never imagined what this has done for us
0: that's a just i think an endorsement to just embracing media embracing. you've always done that right i mean you've yeah, been fair. on this show a ton of times and you've put yourself out there but i feel like maybe golf has just struggled in general with like I think people like to go and check the box and do interviews and things like that but hey do you want to like put yourself out there and really engage with fans it's been a great thing for golf i mean it's it's you know something that golf fans have wanted for a long time but it's also you know there's a way of doing it like Rory did not have his family involved in it, and it was pretty. It was about the golf, right? But you guys both had Netflix cameras in your homes and out shopping for baby strollers and out on the boat with you at home. Like you, right. you, you gave a lot to it, right? And yeah, I, I think I th- it's been
2: returned. They told us up front: the the more we are willing to open up, the more beneficial it is going to be to us going yeah. forward. And, and that so, takes trust, though, because you does. don't have control over the edit. You're right, um, but the the whole crew is really great they uh they've kind of became friends and getting into this trustworthy vibe with them for lack of a better term but uh i feel like they're not going to do anything that would make us
1: look bad not that there is a lot that would make us look
2: bad but you know what i mean you
1: could certainly choose a different narrative but i would say the same thing when i first talked with chad mom um he's like look we're not out to get anyone like if you're a big enough ding dong, you're going to get got, I think is what Marshawn Lynch used to say. Like (laughs) it's like, we're not going to hide anything, but also like if there's enough content, we're going to choose the good stuff. And, um, so yeah, it was a little concerning when you just give up all your editing rights and there's a microphone and a camera on you a ton. I mean, you're, everyone's going to say something stupid at some point, but they really had a pretty good narrative, I think, to make us look fun and you know, kind of about our lives and how important our, our family is to us and, and the sacrifices that they have made. Um, we're not flipping cards for a thousand on a private jet. I cannot wait don't till we have such that much a money. Dumb game. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> no one was ever going to win that game. That was that was for sure. I've, I've asked him. Uh, he's like, yeah, we don't really do that, and no one's ever won. I'm like, well, clearly. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I would love the opportunity to play that game and not worry about the thousand dollars, and that would be more fun. But play uh, it
0: for dollar bills. It's interesting though. You and I have talked about this, Joel, about you, you are willing, you are yourself both, you know, at waste management when that whole thing happened and when the Netflix cameras are there, but you have to also play an internal game with yourself of like, Hey, do I want to be had two white claws at the turn us open qualifier guy? Right. Because it's going to kind of get distilled down into, I'm the dude that helicoptered my shirt on the 16th green. And I'm the dude that has the white claws. And like, People probably shout that stuff at you. Like, I had a White cloth. I'm guessing that's... You hear that
1: Constantly. Yeah, when you, yeah, when you it's walk a lot. Take your shirt off and have a beer, have a White Claw. It's yeah. the whole thing. What's so, the
2: worst is when there's one spectator on the ropes, on like maybe a hole that's kind of in the back corner of the golf course, and Joel hits a shot, and the one spectator who obviously we hear goes, take your shirt off, Joel. <laughs> like, really, man? Come on.
1: It's like, no, it I mean, still happens all the time. Actions have consequences. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I... I'm I'm living with those. I I mean it wasn't. I feel bad for Harry probably the most, but because uh, it was your fault. Yeah. Well, I mean he he succumbed to peer pressure. I can't I can't. Uh, he's he's got to be tougher. He's got to be tougher than that. It but that. Uh, yeah, it, it, there is a balance of me wanting to be good at golf. Like I am pretty good at golf, but it's also like all right, my popularity has completely risen, and not for my play. So it'd be great if we could align these things up. Like I think Homa was super popular off the golf course, Twitter fame. And now look at him, top 10 player in the world. Like, like those two things aligning are really good for you. So, uh, I do want to be good at golf. Um, I don't always, I'm, I don't, I'm not necessarily the, the drunken idiot all the time. <laughs> there, there is time in their place, but no, like I take my golf pretty seriously. Like I do practice. I do have a coach. I do things that will make me better at golf. So That's the the only thing they did you a little dirty on was like, uh, yeah, I don't really believe in
0: myself. And then the cut to Rory being like, yeah, the the best player, the difference between the best players and the average players is believing in themselves. I'm like, yeah, respectfully, it's more than that. Like Rory and Joel have different talent levels. I'm
1: sorry. (laughs) Exactly. But a casual viewer might just think like, oh, he just just believes in himself. He would be a top 10 player. (laughs) It's not quite that simple. It's not quite that simple. Uh, Could I be better? Certainly. Do I think I'm going to have a good couple year run here? I do. I feel like. I don't, I feel like things are starting to slow down outside of golf. You've got a uh, big, yeah. big change in I've your had life. A, yeah. I mean, with, with the kid, Netflix coming, we just moved into uh, a, a new house. It's all been kind of a crazy three, four month period. So I feel like this is settling down. We're coming into kind of a, a nice part of the season for me. Uh, and I'm actually started to practice what it, I, I liked what I saw the last, last week. Days. So had the coach out and it's yeah. tweaked the driver that started flying a lot better. And I was like, Oh, this is like, golf again again, yeah so i feel like i'm training in that direction
0: it's surprising it's the putting that's been holding you back this year if you look at the numbers like your ball striking is totally there that's surprising to me
1: uh yeah i always hit the ball pretty decent i know that but
0: i i feel like when when guys you know if you're struggling at any point usually there's it comes with a little bit of ball striking. yeah that has not been there
1: no uh it's pretty simple that the putting uh i feel like we just made another tweak last week that looked a lot better that's what Uh, i heard i'm excited Uh, so i think that it's so simple, it's so easy, but I feel like just committing to one thing and just because I missed an eight footer on the first hole doesn't mean I have to try something else all of yes. a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> That's golf, this right? It's not exactly like everybody yes, else at exactly. home. <laughs> I'm gonna switch grips. There's so many rounds where like, Gold may have had four putting grips during the tournament. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's just taking it and committing to it and just rolling and see what it come up, you know, come up four or five weeks later and be like, Oh, that was that was
0: okay. I actually improved. I interviewed Darren Clark, and he was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm scrolling Instagram, getting swing tips on Instagram. I'm like, you are getting <laughs> swing tips on Instagram here? Like, that's how we are supposed to do it, not exactly. you. A quick break here to check in with our friends at Athletic Greens. I take AG1 every morning before starting my day. It helps me feel ready to take on the day. It's not a coincidence. I haven't gone to the gym, honestly, in like a year. Started taking this in the morning. I felt more motivated to go do it. I've gone, I, I can proudly report, I've gone to the gym three times in the last couple of weeks, which is Kind of impressive considering how much I've been on the road. I feel like I'm doing something good for my body when I do it. I mix it with 12 ounces of cold water in the morning feels like I'm giving my body the nutrition it craves. It gives me a bolt of energy better than coffee does, I think. It's just a great way to start the day. It's comprehensive health and the power of habit in one. AG1 is great for recovery. I I like taking it before the workout. Some people like taking it after the workout, but um, sometimes I'll notice in the afternoon I'm just kind of dragging a little bit. I probably forgot to take my AG1 in the morning. It empowers the gut for whole body health, and AG1 is so much more than a greens powder. It's all of your key health products in one. I'm not the best eater. It's good to just get this in my system to start the day. So covering my nutritional basis for the day literally couldn't be easier, which is why I trust Athletic Greens. Just mix one small scoop of AG1 with water and drink it first thing each morning. It costs like less than three bucks a day to do. Pretty good, if you ask me. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com NLU. That's athleticgreens.com NLU. Check it out. Back to Joel and Gino. Gino, what's it, Joel Joel puts a lot of emotion out there. He puts a lot of himself out there. He can be self-deprecating. You said in the Netflix series, you're also like his life coach. What are mm-hmm. what are ways that you are like his life coach outside of, you know, getting yardages and reading greens for him?
2: Ooh, I try to help him do random stuff just to make his life a little bit easier, whether it's pack his locker up. I know a lot of caddies do that, or sign him up for U.S. Open stuff, or book Anything that He was may- eating a croissant
0: earlier, and you went up and got him a napkin. Like that, your your instincts are like the instincts are there. I mean, I, he I he dialed.
2: I just I feel I, I try to observe anything that he may need in his life, and is there a way that I can help him? And I probably should be a better husband, to be honest with you. I'm like, man, maybe <laughs> Cheap, I'm my wife way, way too kind to Joel and not kind enough <laughs> to my wife.
1: Um, I would so yeah. say like little things like there's. A lot of times where I'll ask for a ride in the morning so my wife doesn't have to get up at 5.30, like, and he goes out of his way 10 minutes to come get me, like, little things like that are huge. Um, I would say pre, especially early on, there was a lot of, like, travel stuff, like, he would look into things and help book and just, like, logistics. yeah. I feel like when he's at my I don't know when he's down in Phoenix he fixes everything in my house which is always great I would say that's more assisting though and than, than, than life coaching
0: right I mean how do you manage yeah, I Joel's was, I'm, uh, I'm more mean like he oh. puts a lot out there emotionally reaction mentally how do you you know it's on Netflix too it's like you guys are For ripping sure. each other
2: saying like you told me you're gonna make a million
0: dollars this <laughs> week
2: <laughs> I, I try to understand when it's okay to rib him a little bit yeah. and let him get to a certain point because it's okay to get mad but not crazy mad so there's always this give and take from me i'm like okay i'm always thinking like should i say something to him now no he's gonna if i say something now i know he's gonna fire back it's not Not the the time time. so i'm just gonna let him be mad here for a minute and uh i don't know just kind of feel it out so
0: Max said in the series too, like what we've said, what 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 you can see too. It, it there sometimes it feels like you need to pump them up in terms of like you are capable of this, you are this guy. And I mean,
1: words of affirmation is one of my uh, five love languages. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, quick I just story. Think people and tell me how great I am. All I don't time. I don't know
2: if this is true or not. Maybe it was a coincidence, but a few years back, I played with uh, with Paul Tessori Webb Simpson's caddy at the time, and we went out, and he made me feel. Like, I was the best player in the he's world. A, he is a motivational speaker. And I was just like, man, I am so, – he's right. I am so good. <laughs> and I was terrible. But I felt like I played on tour. And he's like, buddy, man, what a great swing. You got robbed there, blah, blah, That's exactly <laughs> that's, You know? Yes. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? And I even told him, I was like, I am going to go into these next couple weeks, and I am just going to be not like a so much of a cheerleader, but just be super positive to Joel. And it was the week after we played with Tiger – and yeah, we go down to Greenbrier, and I don't even know if Joel knows this, but I was like, oh, but you, I can't believe that putt missed. That stroke was perfect. And finished fifth at Greenbrier, and I was like, maybe it worked. I don't, maybe it's just playing great golf, right? So the next week we go to over to John Deere, and I'm like, doing it again, and finished second at John Deere. And I'm like, this is crazy. I got it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, never, apparently I haven't been positive I was gonna since. I going to say it never happened again after that. <laughs> I do – there are times where Gino will be like, I'm going to be super positive today, and I'm like – I roll at him kind of a thing like oh here we even go like, like happy even sunday go,
2: last like, last week i was like this is going to be a great day we're in last place but we're not going to be there for long you know let's get up to 60th because <laughs> <laughs> that was about the best we were
1: going to do p16 p16 yeah, right. box. <laughs> joel's no, like
2: why are you why are you trying so hard
1: right now <laughs> was like, That was the thing. like, why are you trying so hard we're just trying to survive this today but uh how has uh, newfound dad
0: life? What, what's what's the balance like being a professional golfer and uh, being a, a father to a newborn? It's not.
1: It's definitely not nothing. I think a lot of people think like, oh yeah,
0: well, the wife will take care of everything. Well, these guys are focused on their career, but it's it's a lot.
1: Yeah, I would say that I'm struggling with that time management. I take pride in being a very good dad. I do think I'm a very good husband as well as for his t- you know time spent uh, putting them first still but also at the same time you can look at my results in the last four months and i haven't had a top 40 um i think we calculated i hit balls twice at tpc once with my coach in four months now that is completely my fault uh you're a little extra tired at home there's more things to do um you know i think i've only played golf four times at home so i've I've touched clubs six or seven times at home in four months like that's just not going to get it done but also I think you're just basically drowning those first two months with a kid. You're just figuring it all out. And I mean, my wife is unbelievable at it. But now we're super... Our kid is sleeps through the night. We're so lucky. And now I need to get back on the gym schedule in the morning, go hit some balls. And I can do that in a much quicker time period than I used to do that. Uh, and you realize, like, I think, like, what I do before a kid, and I laugh, I'm like, I literally wasted, like, five to six hours of my day doing nothing. <laughs> and now you have a kid and you are running around getting all the stuff done and you're like and you're exhausted at the end of the day because you're piecing in these little things that you would typically you know just kind of wander around and do all day so I'm working on those things I think almost coming to a tournament now for me is like my time to practice and like I can put six seven hours in play practice around practice It's almost like fun for me to get away and do that a little bit because it's just so different than what I'm doing at home but um, something we're working on my wife is conscious of that and she's like all right, we got to figure out a plan at home. Uh, one, I mean, she wants to work out as well. So we got to figure out these little things that we're working on, but also get my butt of the golf course and, and get back in a schedule that we used to have. There's also
0: the first four months with your first that you'll, th- it
1: it's is so it, much it, fun. It's like, all going to so be a blip so in the radar. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's, that's, he's so smiley, so fun. He's, I, I really genuinely want to be around him, yeah. which is, um, it's a great thing. Cause I think there's some dads who probably could wait until they're two or three and run around and do that. But, um, i I can't imagine. It's weird. I'm 4 months in. I can't imagine life without a kid now. It's just so different, and wild. I rolled up to you in the parking lot at, at and the again the cameras were following you and I I
0: said how's dad life and you're like it's hard. Mm-hmm. Like I thought I was going to get like a really, you know, basic answer of like, you know, this is blah blah blah, it's great. And Help he's like no, me. it's hard. It's hard. It's it's, it's it might I don't be know, if season it's like two.
1: super hard. It is like you're do the same thing over and over and over again and at some point you're like I'm tired of doing this but you don't have a choice yeah this morning i have him for an hour ish as my wife's getting ready and putting everything together for the day i put on a shirt for him i put a shirt on him he spits up i'm like okay fine (laughs) i let him kind of cruise around for another couple minutes we're playing i'm like all right i'm gonna try to put put another shirt on spit up immediately (laughs) and i was like what is like <laughs> just so like <laughs> just, this, just let it dry it's <laughs> so disrespectful <laughs> it's like on the second one i was i was so we were so close to getting out the door and he does this again and i was so frustrated because i hadn't ate yet and i just was trying to get out the door and we're running behind standard and i was like just leave it and i'm like it's so fresh i can't just leave it now if we if we get him in the car and he does it now it's, it's, it's game it's, on yeah. but he's not gonna leave the house with the dirty shirt so <laughs> oh, little things like oh, that uh, i mean you're you're coming right into it uh You figure it out; you'll be just fine. But it is hard.
0: Had dinner with Max last night. He gave very much good advice of like, it's not personal. When they're screaming at you, they they can't help it. Like that's their way of talking to you. Don't take it. You're not screwing up. You just have to take it and go with it. But
1: Uh, yeah, kids thrive on schedules, and my wife has crushed it with that. And I just kind of stick to a schedule, and we've been very lucky with it. But um, also because it's a schedule, that means you know your life is run by it three four-month-old. <laughs> yeah, so that, we do that. That has nothing on its agenda
0: except creating chaos for the day. Like, this will be chaos it's, for you. Yeah. Uh, all right. I want to get into the main event. The main reason I wanted to do this podcast uh, was because we, you know, during a rain delay, you guys sprung this on a group of us when we were out at Pebble this year At and there was a rain delay that Gino Benelli, your caddy, has set a Guinness World Record. And I kind of want to unfold this conversation the same way it kind of unfolded for me. Which you got, Joel? You got so excited to tell this story, yeah. right? It wasn't like it's great trivia. <laughs> it's incredible trivia, and you went through a whole like you're like, hey, instead of hey, instead of blah blah blah, let's ask some questions first, like before you guess how many holes of golf Gino Benelli played in a single week. Ask some questions first. What's like? What's your go-to? Like, hey, what what what,
1: what questions should people ask? Yeah, it's. I just think one I'm just so insanely proud of him for this like people have no idea how hard it is like what I, year was this 2011 I, I did it i think it was uh 2010 summer yeah, summer of 11 11 yeah, yeah. 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 couldn't remember if it was 10 or it was june of, of 11 uh yeah. but i remember he told me he's gonna do this and i quickly ran out with a golf cart and started cruising around and i got 36 holes in and i'm like never no chance <laughs> <laughs> so i immediately really you know i was like okay this is gonna be hard but go for it um some of the questions i think is did he walk or ride the answer uh, is ride must.
2: Yep. Yep. Time of year. Time of year was summer, June, but Idaho, so not like humidity. Location, how far north are you, daylight hours. People always ask that, and they're like, oh, you can, you know, if it's far enough north, you can play all day long. Well, for seven straight days, you have to sleep at some point. So – I did not play at night. Uh,
1: you can't have the cart juiced up; it has to be a regular. You can't have you have to have a governor on it. This is Guinness rules, correct? Okay. They sent
2: a whole list of stuff. I had to have two independent scorekeepers at all times that ha- that couldn't work for more than four consecutive hours. So every four hours, I had <laughs> I to do that part. I had yes. to bring in other people and to time that up with my schedule of making the turn. Let's get new volunteers in here. Uh, and then they had to t- be able to take a four-hour break before they can return. So the whole thing was a show, like a production, I guess I should say. Why are you doing to this? Set it up. Yeah, so, that's another good one. <clears throat> I had bought the Guinness Book of World Records. must have been in 2009 or ten, for uh, my wife's brother, my brother-in-law. Uh, he's a few years younger. And I always thought the Guinness Book of World Records was a really cool thing. As just, did I. I always loved looking yeah, at it when I was a kid. Yeah, flipping through records. And I don't want to say what the other number was just yet, but we're flipping through, and I was like, Wait, uh, well, I don't know. You tell me. Do you want me to say what the record well, Sure. Was? Well, well, well so, what the- so before we do that, you guys asked me, do the math. Like, what do you think the numbers?
0: Yeah, yeah, and we okay. all, everyone at the table, like, got calculators out. It's and one of like, my
1: favorite bar bets with a group yes. of golf junkies because they can't, it's like, you know, it's like, okay, you can play. You, oh, is is it a public golf course? Is it private? Is it shut down Is for it you? shut down? The answer was no. He played, it was a fully played through men's league, women's league, played on the weekend, did it all. Uh course had to be 6000 yards minimum.
2: Yes, that's another great question. How long was the golf course? You yep. play a bunch of par 3s, blah blah blah.
1: What had, did you play it at? I right played, at 6, so, the,
2: so I played it at 6025 yards. Okay. So slightly
1: shorter than Oak no Hill. Yeah. <laughs> uh he had to play by USGA rules. If he hit it out of bounds, he re it. He had to hole every putt. Um, yes, which I did on every hole and
2: Yeah. Uh high yeah, I mean I, people ask high score low score and that's a good one. I went back-to-back back with my high and low. I went 87-64 back-to-back. <laughs> and my 64, I bogeyed the very last hole of the day. I was Stop. so mad. Par 5, I was on it just over the back in 2 and make 6. and
1: Didn't make any hole-in-1s. So no one one people once. like Not that that matters. But, time. Uh, so yeah, we- the
2: golf cart time of year, uh, course closed is a big one. By the rules. And Neil did a 100-hole hike last year, and I
0: just remember how hard that was. That was walking, though, and different. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. If he got a hundred holes a day in, that'd be pretty darn impressive. But I was like, yeah, maybe, maybe six rounds, maybe seven. I don't know. I, I ended up at like somewhere around six hundred fifty holes. Was my guess. Yep. Pretty
1: common. That's guess. That's a very common. Yeah.
0: I surveyed some of my friends this morning. Uh, they said one friend said one thousand and thirty six uh, was his guess. Another said like, ah, oh, I, I feel dumb saying this now, but I was going to guess five fifty. Uh, and then another one said 2,105. Oh wow, that's a lot of holes. Yeah, which is a lot of holes. That's
1: so a, that's, I've, yeah, that's an incredible guess. I've never heard that one that high before. So I guessed yeah again around
0: 650. A lot of the people. I think my dad guessed maybe a thousand. I'm like dude, you're crazy. So go ahead and give us the number. How many holes of golf did you play in one week?
2: I played exactly 2,000 <laughs> holes. Yeah, which, which is, is break down the, so the rounds. I'll, g- the, I'll give you some stats on that. Uh, that is 111 rounds plus two extra holes, uh, which is just under 16 rounds per day, like 15.8 something rounds per day, if you do that math. So, <laughs> the, uh, the what was the record? V- it was 1,850 holes. So, I kind of blew it out of the water. Um, I had done some history and saw the evolution of what that number was. You know, it went from 1,000 and some people played 1,001. And then it gradually got all the way up to 1800, which is a huge gap to cover over a 10 to 15 year span. And I was like, so backing up, I bought the Guinness world book of world records, did some math. My wife, uh, we have a little cousin who has a rare disease called cystinosis. There's, uh, not a lot of funding for research for it. So I was like, let's just do a fundraiser and see how much money we can raise. And this is all back in the day before social media was ever really a thing. Maybe Facebook was just starting to come out or something, but, uh, decided to do that. We raised about $15,000. People were donating like 10 cents for every hole I played or birdie I made or whatever it may be. It was and part of the great run. thing
1: about being in a small town where we grew up is a, it's people got, you know, they, they really rally behind you. And, um,
2: if we had social media now, that they would have gotten nuts. Most people the don't. But they're like, that's impossible. You can't play that much golf in a day. I think, well, you I average,
1: it, what, 52 minutes per yeah, round? Yeah, just read
2: it. 53 minutes per round. A little bit more of the, the math behind it. I started first morning. I hit the first tee ball. The sun wasn't quite up enough. I hit it at 422 a.m. Uh, by the time I got to the second or third <laughs> hole, I could see it. I didn't know where the first tee shot went. and Somebody else happened to be like, oh, it's here um got off to a rocky start i was also on a mission to make the most birdies in a week as well that was a separate world record which uh i achieved and most birdies in 12 hours which i also achieved and that was uh 493 birdies 497 birdies in a week and uh 65 birdies in 12 hours something like that
1: well it's not i would say it's under par holes because you're including an eagle if you correct but yeah. yeah um so uh, incredible. Teed off at 4:20 something in the
2: morning, and I probably had time that first day to play one more round. But I played 16 rounds that day, and I was like, "Okay, I'm going to pace myself because I'm I don't <laughs> I don't want to die." Right. After
1: 16 rounds, I'm place, pace his myself. hands are
2: I, bloodied. So the pad of my left thumb was basically gone. I just after one I, day, first day, I just used a golf glove and I just played golf as fast as as fast as I could. And then, I got up the next morning. My alarm went off at like three, three thirty, and I was told my wife. I was like, I nope. I can't swing a golf club. <laughs> I'm like, what am I gonna do? I have all these people and everything. She's like, go get take a hot shower, like try to stretch. Oh. I get in there and I'm like, this is bad. Like this is day my, two of seven. Yeah, this is second morning. My left thumb is donezo. But I'm like, I guess I'm gonna do it. I put a bunch. I put the new glove on. A bunch of athletic tape and the first round of the day was really painful. I felt like the grip was barbed wire. Oh. I'm like, "Oh, this sucks." You <laughs> have a mountain to climb in front oh, of you. Yeah. You are at mile mile marker 3 of yeah, the marathon. Correct. And by the second round though, it kind of started to loosen up a little bit and then it was fine and I was off and running and the first couple rounds were okay just because it was so painful. But then it got, you kind of got into this mid-morning lull. You've already played, you know, by 10 o'clock in the morning, I've played 100 holes <laughs> already. And I'm like, nobody's out there watching because everybody's at work. It's just me and the scorekeepers, and it's 95 to 100 degrees. And it's just monotonous. Golf. It was that day. hot during it? I yeah. don't think I yeah. knew that. We're, we we're in the
1: lowest spot in Idaho where we grew up. Oh. So it gets sneaky warm. Yeah. It's called the banana belt. We uh, and then some you know, some storms come in and
2: they blow the horn. I'm like, hm, yeah, not I'm not me. going in. <laughs> <laughs> come on, lightning. Please kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, um, th- and then like 5 p.m. would roll around and the community would start coming out with yeah. beers and following me around. And then you kind of get your second win Energy boost, yeah. yeah so. Uh, day uh, three, cortisone bl- shot. Yeah, I, my knee started. I don't, it was like the mm-hmm. motion, the lateral motion of my knee getting in and out of the golf cart. Oh, my I, God. It was called the, they, it's runners get it. It was like ileal tibial band syndrome or something like this. And this doctor came out and put a needle in my leg. Day three or four. Oh, my God. (laughs) And it was like shooting up my
1: hip, and
2: it it was rather painful. You never think
1: about that, but if you're in and out of a golf cart, four times a hole. I hit
2: 7,898 shots that week. So you're
1: in and out of the golf cart 6,000 times because you putt twice, maybe, whatever it is. Something
2: ridiculous. Something like that. It was was a lot. I was 20 under par for the week. uh, Average...
1: Under par for the week. I get it's a six thousand yard golf course and it's still, not that hard, but that's still incredible to I me. Did, I did have, an,
2: I think I had four, four or five rounds in the eighties, uh,
0: something. Did like that. Did you have that. situations where you hit your tee shot, get up there, can't find it, have to go back to the tee? Um,
2: I know the golf course well enough that I generally knew if I wouldn't be able to find it, I would hit a provisional. Um, I definitely had a lot of penalty strokes and out of bounds, though.
1: Almost every hole is lined with OB. It's wide, but there's a few, if you there's houses cards. around and yeah. stuff, you can do that. But also, uh, he had typically would have someone help him, and it would be he would tee up three or four balls on the same tee box, so he didn't have to bend down and tee up a ball. There was someone getting the pin and fixing a ball mark for him. Yeah. So those little things that you don't really think about add up over the course of the week. They save his back and his time a little bit. And I know he had a favorite guy who would help him read greens. He would just get up and whack him, and said he get in a rhythm with that and make a bunch of putts, which. Um, yeah, def- that was
2: definitely helpful. I
0: mean, people, I, I if I play 111 rounds. In a, a year, that's a really good year for me. That's a, that's playing a yeah, lot that's of a, golf. That's a good yeah. year. You for, did it in yeah. a week. Yeah, it was it was a long. Week. What, I think one of my questions is like, what did you do on part? Like, did you have your own divot section of the par threes? I mean, 111 oh, a good, yeah. divots <laughs> on one par three tee box. He's, well,
1: he's he's a bit of a picker. I will yeah. say uh, uh, sleeper. Yeah, okay. he's a bit of yeah. a sleeper. Okay, me and Tiger.
2: So you I you no divots. like? Did you have no. to fill divots after shots? Uh, I did. There was there was people. The spectators would come grab it for me. Uh, I I mean, that's the cool part about
1: being in the town where we grew up. is just they want to support and they're willing to do those things. And um, so my favorite story, really quick. I don't know if I told you
2: this one. Uh, I don't know what day of the week it was. Midweek. I come off hole number 18. The pro shop was really good about telling people what was happening. (laughs) And most of our play at the course is members anyway. So they're like, oh, Gino's coming. Come on, Gino. Go, 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 go. go. Yeah. Really encouraging. So I come off 18. I drive back to number one. And there's a husband and wife couple pushing their pool carts right off the front of the tee box and i stand there for i don't know five seconds i'm like hey mind if i go (laughs) and the guy just kind of does one of these doesn't move out of the way i just hit it right over his head and he was like what the hell i'm like thank you i drive off i play 18 holes i play one two three i get to number four and they're on the green i was like hey (laughs) can i go you mind if i go (laughs) and he's like what's going on and somebody was like he's just trying to play really fast or something you know I caught him on 4, 8, 12, and 17. Oh, my God. <laughs> what was the fastest 18 you had? 45 minutes, maybe, something like that. If
1: you could do a so basically a, a speed lap, do you think you could do? I would have to have the distance.
2: Uh, you, things oh. you don't think about, the distance between the green and a tee box is a big thing. There's a couple drives that take a full minute. Can't do anything so, about that. So yeah. that just is what it is, and you are like, oh, a minute's not very long. Well, when you play one hundred and eleven rounds that's one hundred eleven minutes, that's two full rounds of driving between that green and that oh. tee. Oh, you, you know? think
1: like twelve to thirteen stuff to get yeah. to sixteen up to seventeen exactly up to four. Yep. Yeah, that's a good point. So that's very interesting. You are
2: like, there is I wasted potentially, you know, sixty some holes driving between these tee boxes. If right, you were to do it all tea. over
0: again, would you do it on a different golf course? I don't
2: know. There's definitely better golf courses to do it on, but I would never be able to have this, the the, uh, uh, yeah. the ability to do that. Yeah. What other stats
0: did you keep? Did you keep track of how I much? I kept
2: everything. I have an Excel spreadsheet with every hole. Um, <laughs> I, highlight, I have highlights of Eagles and birdies. Um, I had, I was 72 rounds at even par or better out of the hundred. 72 rounds at even or better. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, lowest was 64, like 45 minutes to play. Uh, I have I ranked. I have a spreadsheet of the easiest and hardest holes.
1: Oh yeah, you handicapped them. I
2: handicapped them. Scoring average on each hole. How did you like? How did you shoot in the 80s? Some round Were you just like I'm totally the, shipping it. I remember it? Uh, like number. Ten, for instance, it's a drivable. You got to really bust one. You can get it there. It's kind of a wonky hole. And He's blind it's a dog, like you got to hit it over like this house on the corner, and you can't miss it right. And I went right, 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 right. right off the tee. I think I made a nine or a ten, and then I did that on one other hole. Tell time. him
1: uh, when your dad drove. That's oh that's. my gosh.
2: Oh that so that eighty seven was also my dad wanted to really help right. And he's like, "Let me drive." Well, I had a system where I was driving. Ooh. I would pull the front left tire up to like six inches away from the golf ball. I could step out, grab my club, hit it, and sit back in and just drive off. So my dad, bless his heart, my biggest fan in the world, would park like ten yards away Which on the wrong up. side of the ball. I'm like, "Dad, <laughs> drive right there." <laughs> and he's like, and he's just wanting to help. So he's bad. one I'm of like, the, my is, favorite humans on earth. This he's is incredible. not working. I was so. I was almost like a – because I was in a bad mood. It was my 15th round of the day on whatever day. And we're parking, we're parking in the middle of nowhere. I'm shooting 87 after just wiping a bunch out of bounds. I'm like, get out of the way. And then the next round I was like, this round going to be better. And shot 64. I think I think it was my 15th round on like Tuesday or something like that. Are you gunning yardages? Or are you just no, guessing not just, I just as soon as I would put a club away I would pull the next club and just kind of just figure it out before
1: this you. week I, I mean Gino grew I mean I, you played hundreds and hundreds of rounds at this place so you yeah. basically knew how he would if where his driver felt he could basically grab a club and at that yardage too you're mostly grabbing a wedge of some sure. kind correct so you can survive it but That's, so it's
0: pretty easy really
1: so yeah. uh-huh. he did he took the top off his golf cart as well. So he could just drive and reach, reach the back of the club clubs. So little things like that. Yeah. that but that's a lot more up. sun
0: that you're getting while I you're driving. I was <laughs> fried. Did you not sunscreen lather up in between? No,
2: no. 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 This guy. And, I, you know, people always ask me, what did you eat during the week? I don't remember eating. I think your mom like packed my your mom, lunch. My mom, like, brought me a – I remember one day she made me, like, a steak sandwich and me thinking that was great. So on the 18 – when I broke the world record, the whole number 1851 – my mother, we had a whole crowd there. There were signs, like news was there and stuff. But I'm like, I'm, I'm still playing. Like that's just it's another like hole. It. Get yeah. out of the. We'll, <laughs> we'll, celebrate when I'm done with this. But mother-in-law, bless her heart, she shook up champagne, popped it, and sprayed me on 1851. And like it was, you know, maybe 10 o'clock, 10, 11 in the morning on the last day, and I'm trying to play another 150 plus holes, <laughs> and I am. Completely covered in champagne and I'm sticky. Oh no, it's hot. This is miserable. So I think I played a round or two that way. And then I went and jumped in the pool at the country club, fully clothed, got out, continued to play. And the last day I didn't play nearly as many holes as the previous days. I only played 12 rounds on the last day. And you could have played. I could have played
1: more. 2000 sounded like a good number. Yeah, yeah. 2000 was just cool, so I Clean. shut it down, which I regret.
0: Yeah, we're, you tell this story. I'm amazed. We're, I can't ask enough questions on it. We're at it. a
1: cool little pub at the Clubhouse of Petwood. Yeah. I don't, it was incredible. Tennis. We're yeah.
0: having a, a blast. It was so much fun. I'm like, oh, my God, we have to tell a story on the pod. I get up, go to the bathroom, Google it, and I was like, oh, like, I don't, I guess I'm, I am come back to the table. You were gone. I'd say to my wife, I'm like, I missed the part where somebody came and broke the record afterward. And she was like, No, I think he mentioned that, like some Australian guy broke it. And I was like, Oh man, I totally missed that. And you come back to the table, you and Joel come back, and I was like, Hey, I, I missed the part where somebody broke your record. And you were like, What? Yeah. <laughs> he went ghost
2: white on us. I was that it's so I knew that uh, fellow uh, in Australia and honestly forget his name right now. He he had reached out to me asking for some advice maybe like two plus years ago. And I'm like, I don't want to give you any advice. (laughs) It's my record. This is my record. I don't want you beating me. And I knew that he was going to attempt it and do this, all this stuff. And I I had looked maybe, I don't know, six months prior to our conversation to see if I still had it. It's not a thing that I check often. And it was like, oh, yeah, Gino Benelli still holds this world record. And I'm like, oh, sweet. And then you came back to the table. (laughs) That's heartbreaking. (laughs) But I think there was
0: yeah I'm trying to remember what it was like because I think there was something along the lines of like do we tell
2: him this like do we just let him have it well like I said I I knew it was taking place but I also had heard that Guinness was super strict on following the rules like if you do not do all of this right. stuff you will not be accepted and after his attempt I knew he had attempted it and then after you know x amount of time I looked and I still had it And I'm like he must have just not cuz you've been through worked. like the
0: 4-hour rotation of the volunteers you've been through how strict it is and it's Correct. like dude you, you can go play 2000 holes but is it going to count is a different question
2: right and so we found out in November of last has year counted yeah he uh, he played uh you know i i i took pride in going from 1850 up to 2000 and, and playing good golf while doing it yeah and making the birdie number and but then i saw he played 2000 one holes and i'm like <sighs> Come on, that's at a least really tough scene. And, right, and look, there should be back, a rule: you have to break a record by a certain amount, <laughs> like a percentage <laughs> yeah. or something more, right? So, no hats off. He did it. Uh, I actually sent him a message after I had discovered that at Pebble Beach. I said, "Congratulations!" Could you send him like a note with anthrax
1: in it or anything? <laughs> <laughs> right? No,
2: he did it. He raised a ton of <laughs> ton of money for the Ronald McDonald House, um, which was doesn't awesome. he? Awesome.
1: Basically, break a bunch of records. I think he has like a bunch of. And not right. all like golf-related either, Correct. but he just kind of goes around and breaks a bunch of records is what it sounds like. but sure. yeah, uh, I felt horrible, but I was also like, man, if he goes around and keeps telling the story. I like, know. <laughs> we
0: were talking about before we knew it was broken. We're I like, have. we need to have you on the
2: pod to talk <laughs> right. about it. You're a world record holder. I still do have the world record for the most number of birdies in a week, and I think that one will stand maybe the time because you have to play a lot of holes. You, you have to good. play them really well. Yeah. I, I don't know how many birdies this guy made but i i wouldn't imagine 25 percent clip is up there
0: it's really good so i was like well thank god at least we identified that before we recorded about it because that would have been really bad if we'd have published it like oh world record (laughs) actually man this Mm -hmm. got broken so So, so my main question is you know now that you've had a couple months to sit on it that somebody's broken your record Will there be attempt an attempt to reclaim I, it? I
2: have thought about it. And actually, every time the PGA Tour <laughs> schedule comes out, I'm like, if I were to do this, what week would we have to sit out? And truthfully, with the social media and Netflix and everything being what it is now, it could be a great thing and I could raise a lot of money a to lot. do it. But that was also a 26-year-old
1: Gino or however old I was, and I'm 39 now. And There would be serious... Training for him, he would have to train for six months probably. He would start at the beginning of the year and I train it at my all. My training
2: then? consisted of a lot of nachos and beer for like six months leading up to the it. I, guy, I would go three or
1: four times a week exactly. and drink beer and hang out with his buddies. No, I, that there, was
0: pre twenty seven. Everybody, when you turn twenty seven, life changes. Like I feel
1: like right
2: now, I'd have to get sandpaper out every night and just callus up <laughs> these hands, <laughs> and because uh, that was that was definitely the toughest thing. By the end of the week. I, I I would tape the glove to my hand every morning with cotton balls and that moleskin <laughs> stuff and this thing was like an oven mitt to try to protect myself oh. and it still was just brutal. So I would definitely take care of myself he a little bit better. He also
1: played in a golf tournament the next weekend one of our favorite <laughs> little beer drinking stops just in a tiny town in Idaho. He said he was still so, so sore six days later playing in this thing that he was miserable. Yeah,
2: I played – but my swing felt pretty good during the whole world record deal. I I felt like I played nice golf, and then I didn't play for five or six days, and it went out again, and it did not feel the same. I can bet. (laughs) I just love the casual. Like, I was still planning to play 150 more holes
0: today. (laughs) Like, usually the people are like, oh, if I can squeeze an emergency nine in, that would be great, but i I got another 150 to go. That's an incredible story because it is really like when you start thinking about it, like that one one day of that is insanely grueling and Correct. then like doing like the second and third and fourth day of keeping that pace is just it, insane
2: it's really helped my math skills for uh unnecessary weird reasons like if somebody <laughs> asked me what 18 squares yeah. is of mine, <laughs> oh i i know that's 324 because that's how many holes i played in one day <laughs> 324
1: was yeah, your most played in one day most, yeah, yeah that was
2: eight, i played 18 rounds on
1: thursday i think it was jesus those oh my sense. god I think, but also Gino is, I mean, his dad's a logger. group in Northern Idaho. Like, Gino is, like, generally one of the toughest humans, like, you will meet. Um, so, it's, it's not for the faint of heart. And that's why no one else is doing this. Well, tell us about,
0: you, you were also blowing my mind about what your travel is like in and out of your, where you live, to get to tour stops.
1: Like yeah. Your, how it, you
0: get to airports, what, generally what flights
2: so. are. <laughs> <laughs> I was really excited recently. We got a United flight, and then they took it away, and went back to my normal terrible travel schedule i generally rent a one-way car on sunday i pick it up at my airport that has a one terrible flight a day and i get up at 1 or 1 30 in the morning drive that one-way car up to spokane washington which is two hours and four minutes from my house uh for a five fifteen departure oh my god and, get you
1: into denver most yeah, of the time yeah
2: most of the time into denver and then from there i can kind of get Somewhere else, and it just makes for a long travel day that one o'clock alarm for, to yeah. go, like every other week it seems getting home is also a pain uh, can I can, almost I really can't get home I fly back into spokane there's a flight that lands right at midnight, and thankfully the rental car place stays open till twelve thirty so i'm able to if there's no delays anyways getting a rental car around twelve thirty and roll get home and you know, two, I picture two, you stopping at like the gas station right when you start heading I south. I stop there every single and time. And you grab a couple I things, have,
1: and you have your hour and 52 from there in darkness. And I get an un- uh, uh, a Lunchable. You know, the, uh, mm, the cheese school. and ham and Ritz
2: crackers. They have a kind of more adult one now. It's more like salami and oh, a better, a better cheese. And that and a, and a Monster Energy. And I crank the music and roll down the window because that drive stinks. Well, it's also 2 so many after animals all, all down day. there
1: and it's not, I mean, you're driving in East Washington, all that. there's just not a lot going on. It's and, just
2: 6am. It's time to be
1: a dad again. Right. So three
2: and, and a half you, hours. And
1: a lot of times he's up for 24 hours. If we have an early East coast tea time and he flies back and he gets in, he's, he's basically had a 24 hour day. That's long. Do you ever go home
0: between events? Like in terms of no, if it's back to back, you're not trying to uh, get that.
1: Only it, if your
2: wife yells at you. She, yep. <laughs> that's, She's really cool. We had uh when we had our daughter a couple years ago, we were in Boston and I, I was only home for like two days before I went over there and we missed the cut. And then for the next week we were going to Chicago and she's like, Why don't you come home? And I'm like, I'm gonna be home for like twenty hours yeah. at best. And she's and it, and it's gonna cost, you know, twelve hundred dollars. And she's like, Don't I mean, you wanna see your daughter? I'm like, Oh, they'll play yeah. that card. Come <laughs> on. I'll see you in twenty four hours. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: love that you have a two-hour drive to your little like your connecting airport. Like right. you're the one that's going to get you to Denver. Like yeah. it's not like oh I'll fly to the big airport. Just avoid the connection. Right. Like that's uh, that's yeah, it's that's safe. to
2: get to my connection. I mean, yeah. it's got to
0: be one of the most remote places to,
2: to uh, travel. Uh, from. Who's Russell who's, Henley's old kid? Yeah, Todd uh, Jezvolt. He was he was probably more remote than me, but ironically flew or drove to the same airport out of Spokane, Washington. He's in <laughs> OMAC,
1: Washington, which is central. Up by the Canadian border in the middle of nowhere, so he has pr- almost four to Seattle, probably because there's no good way to get there, and he has three ish to Spokane. Yeah, so uh, he was in. Uh, we'd be on the same flight
2: once in a while. We, he was my, uh, or I was his companion on Southwest. <laughs> he gets a teed up, <laughs> little deal.
1: <laughs>
2: and yeah, you you have hacked the the travel. You you're a
0: baller on a budget, like to the T. Right? Is that is that changed at all post Netflix? Now that you get these you house know, well, offers. Well,
2: uh, but- <laughs> I've actually probably stayed cheaper and much nicer since the netflix thing people are so accommodating and helpful like this week uh, hospitality i said is incredible and staying in just maybe the most beautiful house i've ever seen and last week a family sent me i I put my email address in my twitter bio it's a different email address it's kind of a more of a businessy one people random people just send me notes on it and i don't check it often enough but this family sent me one said if you need a place to stay in Rochester, we've got you. I've got two sons. I'm an athletic director for the school. I'm like, "Oh, you sound normal and you use punctuation." And <laughs> um, so I called him and he was like, "Yeah, we'd love to have you." And had a great week. People love golf. Uh, we're
0: going to we we miss your your Twitter files though. Some of the, what's been the highlight of like somewhere you've gotten where you're like, "Uh-oh, I might be in some trouble with
2: this place." <laughs> that one that's pinned on my on my Twitter yeah. account is uh it the proper pronunciation is Mamaronek, not Mamaronic, as I <laughs> <laughs> said like in the truck video. stop in, I believe? Yeah, motor in. Was uh, this the one with the blood? That was the, oh, yeah, okay. the blood, blood blood, the bullet holes, maybe.
1: <laughs> it was such a well-done video <laughs> and very CSI of you, and uh, that one went instantly. Yeah, that, that one, one got to a million views rather quickly. <laughs> um, had, that was before. I had Scott Van Pelt
2: send me a message, and we kind of became, I would say buddies, but kind of buddies we send some notes back and forth and he sent me a message on twitter i'm like "No he's got me a belt's <laughs> so that was a highlight for sure oh gosh you guys have
0: had you got some stories man i, I find your guys relationship really really freaking interesting i mean that it's out there now we could we could waste time doing the story with the letter and the, and the and all that goes back to the origination of you guys getting together but it's it's really fun to see it coming yeah, we've got cool a lot circle. of stories it's been
2: a,
1: a hell of a ride it's been incredible it's man. been a Wild ride, but I mean, I mean, he married us like he was efficient of our wedding. Like, yeah. that's just how that's I mean, he Lana loves him to death. Everyone loves, Gino. He's he's um, I still just, fully he just expect is, to be fired someday, though.
0: That 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 part is real from the from the Netflix. Yeah,
2: I truth. I've told <laughs> I've tried to I've tried to get him to fire me before because we're in a little bit of a slump. I know, and I understand that it's okay if you need somebody else standing beside you. I get that. I would probably get tired of me. I'd be like, (laughs) Do you get tired of him? Oh yeah, he's like a brother. Like of course. I mean, I get tired of everyone at some point. And I'm conscious of that, so I'm like, I I try to give him his own space and not be too much. But then sometimes I'm like, I'm just gonna be goofy and annoy the shit out of Joel today because that's what I want to do. Yep. But uh I w I wouldn't there's a lot of caddy switches out here and I will never be sh- shocked if it happens. I don't ever want it to happen, but I wouldn't fault him even a little bit. I
1: think that we're wanting to switch. Also at a point now that Gino is like a real caddy. He's not just my buddy. Like when he started out, he was and that but he's like legit caddy. He understands strategy, he has data points, he It takes it very seriously, and if he wasn't a good caddy, he wouldn't be around. But I think there's going to come a point where there's going to be a job offer out there for him that will make him way more money. He has to take that job. Mm. I remind him currently now that like you have a wife and two kids. If I was, if I got an offer to make more money, do something else, I would probably take that. Except for this other
2: quality of life aspect that. I want to keep because, I mean, not to get all mushy. No, and let's stuff, do it. I freaking, <laughs> I love Joel, and I love our our routine and working with him, and I think he's super talented, and I I make enough money to where I'm, I mean, it's always nice to have more money, right? Everybody wants more money, but we're fine.
1: I don't, yeah. I think if a top 30 player calls him, he's got to go there's just no way that you couldn't take that (laughs) (laughs) at least at least entertain it's like one of those things when when fowler and uh joe scove uh separated like joe's kind of untouchable type thing but uh i mean there's everything comes to an end right like there's all and Just because we don't fire him live on the air right now. (laughs) He he did (laughs) say when I hired him, he said the one rule is we have to go out for pizza and beer if you fire me. Yeah, you can't do it over text or phone.
2: I'm like, forget that because, truthfully, it'll be like the saddest day of my whole life if it ever happens. Not saying it's going to, but I get it. Yeah. What's this pizza so, and beer on my calendar for next yeah. week? What is that? That'd <laughs> be a problem. But no. what
0: what was it like for you? We're wrapping up here soon, I promise. But uh, what was it like for you? Kind of going. Th- you you didn't. You almost pushed back when he volunteered to caddy for you and saying like, "No, dude, like this is corn fairy tour. This is not going to be the life you're looking for." And totally. You were you're basically taking
1: his livelihood into your hands. What was that like? Uh, thankfully, his wife Holly's is great and let that happen because Gino's you know we always dreamed of playing on tour so the next best thing is probably you know caddying on tour with your best buddy so mm-hmm. i know it's something he always wanted to do but people don't understand how hard the caddy life is 100 percent. it's really difficult and but also i was on the corn fairy tour i was a rookie on the corn fairy tour i had no i mean who knows if you're gonna make it right like that's a whole nother thing so i think his first year on the corn fairy tour he made 87 dollars. maybe I also uh, keep that spreadsheet,
2: too. It's not a lot.
1: So, like... <laughs> like profit, or... Yes. Just like, okay. Uh, So, like, that, at that point, like, you have a... You know, and he's like, all right, I'll do Corn Fairy again. And I'm like, this is not easy. Like well, that's going to be not harder even...
0: on you with it being a friend, I'm saying. You know what I mean? Instead of just, like, a, a caddy you had hired.
1: I think we were young enough and dumb enough that we were surviving at that point. Um, But... Now it's one of those things of like uh, Gino is passing me the spreadsheet right now. This, yeah.
2: is, this is just uh, just my income spreadsheet for the whole year.
0: Income spreadsheet
2: total earnings was twenty thousand
0: six thirty five and fifty three cents. Yeah,
2: that was without any expenses in that. That was what. That was so my gross base income. wage.
0: Well, it looked like you negotiated some raises during the course of the year because it went from eight fifty to nine fifty by the end of the year, um, and then Boop player earnings. <laughs> The most Joel earned was in Springfield, which was that the famous Springfield round. That Brown. is the famous Springfield. Famous Springfield. <laughs> yes. Springfield round where he thought he missed the cut and partied uh, the night. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he made 14, 000, made 15000 basically that week. How much did I make
2: on my extra commission there? You made an extra $1,047 that week. So the first – I don't have – Got it in front of you, obviously, but the very first cut we made, I think, was in South Carolina at the BMW there, mm-hmm. and what, are, what was my commission there like eighty some bucks? You for, made one hundred and eighteen dollars. One hundred and eighteen dollars, yep. and I remember being so freaking <laughs> excited about that one hundred and eighteen dollars. <laughs> like, I'm oh, sweet. I can eat. <laughs> We
1: shared every week. We we split a hotel and a car. We roomed together ninety percent of them. Are and you picking foot the bill for that? Then or are you splitting? We, we the split bill? I, I, it. I think that I got the I, hotel and he got the car. That's but. how
2: it worked. Yeah, Joel get the hotel. I get the car. Which is obviously I get a little bit of a break there. It benefited me slightly.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, but we would. I mean, I had drove a, to a
2: lot of events. So, yeah. you,
0: so you're liking playing the twenty million dollar uh, designated event Well, these days. we haven't <laughs> made a cut in a <laughs> so.
2: I think uh, I made more money in Springfield <laughs> than in Bay Hill. Was,
1: someone's like, "Oh man, this schedule's great." And I'm like, "If you miss a cut, you still get zero yeah. dollars." Like, I'll go play in a skins game and make more money than I do on these designated events. Uh, I think I did make the cut at the players. You did, yeah. Last place Plus, was what fifty k. It was nice. I mean, that's a. Solid check. Yeah, on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that clip from Happy Gilmore. All right, how about the guy who comes in last? <laughs> Just give me one of those
2: big check. <laughs> things, right. All right, that's fine.
0: Oh, totally, that's fantastic. Well, we're gonna let you go. It's tournament weekend. You guys got to get some work in. Probably should practice. That this was one of my favorite hours of the pod. I think we've ever done. This is. Uh, it's great to see you guys kind of reach the level of success you have and and stay. I don't know. It's it's heartwarming your guys' whole story and all that, and uh, it's great to see it on Netflix. Can't wait to watch season two, and can't wait to see what's next for you guys. You're so. the man, and congrats on with you on everything Thank too. Thank you. Thank you. you got a lot go. going on in your world. It's been a fun, exciting year. It's, it's been cool. very fun. So more to come.
1: So. Awesome. Well, thanks for having us. I'm glad that the, the world gets to hear Gino Benelli and the uh, world record story. People and, uh, and people now never, you're going to get
2: people the, never believe it. No way. Well, I don't believe that number. Now you're going to hear a request to go do it again. Uh, I probably will. If we, I'll, I'll if be one of your scores.
1: I say if there's enough money. Money. If we can somehow get enough people behind it, we can... Oh, this is going to be a thing now. Oh, totally. Yeah, I can't believe you guys. <laughs> my, <laughs> wife <laughs> my wife's over in the corner shaking her head. <laughs> 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 <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Holly, I'll, I'll send you to Aruba for the week. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks. Luck all right. Cheers. Be the
0: right club. Be the right club today. Yes. Yes.
1: Honey, yeah. yeah. yeah, I mean, that's... Better than most. How about in? It is better than most. Better than most. <laughs> Expect anything.